I wanted to continue in this series of Thrive. If uh, you haven't been with us in BCC, we have a conviction that's based on the scripture. You were not meant to survive. You were meant to thrive. And we are going to survive this current circumstances. But I want to give you the long-term view that we're meant to thrive and flourish. Jesus said you'll bear much fruit. And I'm not being flippant about that. I just think God led me in this season to even knowing that this was coming. And today, I want to talk a little bit about relationships. Yes, the oxygen of our soul. I tell you what, you know, you might think it's such a strange thing for me to talk about relationships in this time of disconnection. But actually, this is a time to work on the things that are really important for us. Let me read a scripture to you. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 21 and 22 reads like this. In him, the whole building is joined together. It rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling place in which God lives by his spirit. The idea of thrive is a little bit different than the virus. You just catch the virus and and perhaps pass it on unwittingly. Thrive is you begin to learn some long-term things and begin to grow so that you can flourish. And today, I want to just say to you, we need to learn relationships. We need to learn that the relationships that we have are vital. Isn't it a strange paradox that I plan to speak on relationships in this time when we're all having to practice this new phrase we've all learned, self-isolation. You know what I think? I think that the novelty of online church and the novelty of Zoom meetings and things will be fine for a while But actually, people will want to then, later on, come back together and actually be in each other's presence. This current disconnection isn't actually the answer to our inner need. We were designed to connect. We were designed to have relationships. Although, I just want to really affirm that this current disconnection physically is good for our physical well-being. So make sure you keep your social distance. But our connection and relationships is really vital for our health. We were designed to connect. We were designed to be the sort of people that had relationships with each other. And so what I want to say to you now is choose to connect. Even though we've got this moment of of being apart from each other, really choose to connect with others. Remember what the scripture just said. It says we are joined together in him. We are built together in him. And even though you you can't have a virtual marriage, you can't always have a virtual church. I think I want to speak into this situation and I want to speak beyond this situation. Into this situation and say, for some of us, you're going to learn to connect in ways that you've not been doing before and it's going to be a stepping stone for you. But beyond this situation, God's going to take you up another level to say, hey, connect with yourself, your heart and your presence because relationships are so important. 
I've seen a hilarious video on the internet about a chap who's told that he has to self-isolate because of the virus. And it says that you have got A, that you can be isolated with your wife and your children. And then it says B. And before he says, uh, before he knows the second option, he goes, B, B, I'll take B. You know, for some of us, we have been struggling in some of our relationships for a long time. But you know what? Relationships can be so good that it's important that we get them right. And yet, because we need them so much, we often settle for what I call toxic relationships. What I kind of call that we don't really know that we're, that we're being uh, downgraded in our relationships because... We are thinking to ourselves, well, this is all I can get. Well, today, what I want to say to you is, and I want to say it clearly, that you don't have to have toxic relationships in your life. Let me describe what toxic relationships are just really quickly. T-O-X-I-C, toxic relationships. How do we know if our relationships are toxic? We know that if one of these characteristics is happening continually. First of all, T, if your relationship has tension all the time, there's a continual underlying strained tension. And this is usually caused by some unresolved issue that hasn't been dealt with. And in order to get through that, there's going to have to be a biblical compromise. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 15 says, see to it that you, no one uh, falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root, root grows up in you to defile many. You've got to deal with that root. Talk about it. Biblically solve it and then root it out and move on. Tension. Second thing in toxic relationships is oppression. That where the power balance is wrong, where someone is living in fear and someone doesn't respect boundaries. A bit like Saul and David, where Saul felt like he could just chuck a spear at David at any time. These are the relationships, frankly, to get out of them. Some of you will step back and be self-isolated and you'll absolutely be relieved that you're not going into that situation. Actually, that's a sign that you either need to change it, heal it, or get out of it. X, some of our relationships are X-rated. Actually, they've gone beyond the boundaries of what God has said, and particularly in some moral boundaries. Purity and modesty will actually protect your inner being. You know, the Bible actually says, flee sexual immorality. And a word to all of us today is to make sure that our inner being is protected by the way that we carry on our relationships. I is intensity or being too intense. Now, for a certain people who are uh, of a certain age, you'll remember a song by a guy called Nielsen. And he said, I can't live if living is without you. I'm not going to sing it because we don't want that on the internet. But I can't live if living is without you. Well, actually, we need to understand that we have to love people, but not idolize people. That we have to have not an over-dependency on people. We need to love them, but not put them in the place where God lives. Intensity 
in a relationship is often caused by an insecurity, by a sense of, uh, I'm not quite sure that I'm loved enough. And so what I want to say to you today is understand that the Bible calls you a dearly loved child of God. You are already valuable. And so you don't have to put your intensity on someone else in a way that's unholy and unhelpful. You're a dearly loved child of God. T-O-X-I-C. Relationships that are chaotic. This type of relationship has no boundaries, no rhythm to it. And when you're with this person, it seems exciting and also, but sometimes at first it's good, but it then begins to wear you out because there's just such an unpredictability about it. And and they don't work when the storm hits. If you're in a chaotic relationship today, you need to agree some ways of talking, some boundaries, some rhythms, Because it's only relationships that have structure that provide nurture. Let me say that again. It's only relationships that have structure that provide nurture. The Bible says, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only that which is helpful for building up others according to their needs, which will benefit all who listen. Hey, I'm talking about relationships today in the strangest social time of us being disconnected. But I'm speaking into your situation and beyond your situation. Because if you're going to thrive, relationships, right relationships, will be the oxygen for your soul. You are meant to thrive. If you're going to do this, you must cleanse yourself of toxic relationships Get them changed, or get them healed, or get out of them. All relationships have a bit of tension at times, and we need to work through. All relationships get the power balance sometimes and can feel oppressive, but we need to work through it. All relationships at times step towards boundaries, and you need to step away from those boundaries and come back into God's protection. All relationships can get intense for a while, But in a season, you've got to find your interdependence. All relationships have crazy times and can be chaotic, but you need to bring the balance back. Find the root and the reason and work it out biblically. And if this can't be done, let me say it to you again. Get out of it. Now, I'm not talking about marriages here. You've got to work through our marriages. But even so, let's make sure that we make our relationships holy and right with each other. You know, as many of you are in self-isolation, and as many of you are doing social distancing, working from home, perhaps this is the moment as you detach yourself from your normal relationships, perhaps this is the moment for you to evaluate your relational health. You're going to need your heart to stay engaged. You're going to have to stay engaged with your church. You're going to have to stay engaged with your work colleagues. You're going to have to stay engaged with your family. You're going to need that for your health. You were meant to thrive. And one of the real ways in which we can thrive is that as you make your relationships healthy and alive. 
you know, I believe that this time is going to change the church. It's going to change the church in Britain. But what I think is going to happen is we'll go back to a kind of hybrid. At the moment, some of you will be enjoying Zoom meetings and the fun of the technology. And some of you will be watching today and say, oh, this is cool to have online church. But actually, when the novelty wears off, we're still going to need each other. We're still going to have to share hearts with each other. We're still going to have to be in each other's presence. We're still going to have to sense each other's mood. We're still going to have to build good relationships. And so what I want to say to you is, don't let this time be where you become detached spiritually and emotionally. Because if you're going to be thriving, Jesus said, here's the vine, we're the branches We all have to stay connected. We're joined together. Romans chapter 13 verse 8 says this. Let no man, let no debt remain outstanding except the debt of love to continue and love one another. For whoever loves one another fulfills everything. I wonder if you could just place your hand on your heart right now and just close your eyes. And we're going to just pray for your family, for your children on this Mother's Day as we want to begin to minister to each other. You're going to spend a lot of time in your home. It's time to increase your marriage. It's time to make a better relationship with your family. It's time to make a better relationship with your work colleagues. It's time to make a better relationship with your neighbors as you help them through this difficult time. Because if you're going to thrive, relationships are really important. Just put your hand on your heart with me and just close your eyes just for a moment. Stop watching the screen and start looking at God and say, Father, I just want to give my relationships to you, my marriage relationship, my family relationship. I just want to give all my relationships to you. If I'm going out with my girlfriend, I just give that relationship to you, Lord. Lord, I want to give my relationship to my church with you. And I I pray that you'll connect it and grow it and deepen it through this time. Holy Spirit, cleanse me of any toxic relationships that I have. Holy Spirit, would you minister deeply and heal me of any hurts in my relationship. Because Holy Spirit, I want to thrive I want to thrive, Jesus. And without relationships, Lord, without healthy relationships, I need a trellis around my vine. I need support. Without relationships, I can't thrive. And so, Lord, I give my relational life to you. And if you're watching at home right now and you're feeling a little bit lonely, please send in a prayer request. Please understand that we want to minister and to move and work with you and as we're just thinking about relationships just for a few minutes just before we close our service stay with us I want Kathy and Chloe just to describe some of the relationships that they can advise us on thanks Chloe um well Kathy uh, it's great to be with you this morning you've been married for over 40 years um can you tell us a bit and that's quite incredible um but can you you tell us a little bit more about what it's taken to create that healthy relationship well goodness uh, there are so many things i think that you could say in answer to that question but recently mark and i have been working through the marriage vows with some of our engaged couples 
And I really love the marriage vows, Chloe, because we do promise such important things to each other. And the part of the vows that I like the best is the line where we promise to love and to cherish each other. Because for me, that word cherish is a really lovely word. And I think that to know that you are cherished by someone is a very special thing. And what cherished means is that we really value someone, that we let them know how much they matter to us, how important they are. And actually, Chloe, that doesn't have to be a difficult thing. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money. And it doesn't have to take up a lot of time because there are some very, very simple things that we can all do every day to make our husband and wife feel cherished. Would you like to hear some of them? I would, Cathy. That'd be great. <laughs> well, first of all, I think it's really important to pay attention to our husband or wife. Particularly, you know, when we're having a serious conversation, we really need to make sure that we give them our undivided attention. You know, nobody likes to feel that they're playing second fiddle to the television or to the endless stream of notifications and alerts that come through on our smartphones. All of those things, well, none of them actually, are so important that they can't wait for a few minutes while we finish our conversation. Actually, if you want your husband and wife to feel really cherished, you've got to let them know that at that moment, unless it's an emergency, nothing is as important as what they have got to say to you at that time. And I think another way that we can cherish them, Chloe, is by appreciating them. That we compliment them often on how they look that we tell them what a good mum and dad we think that they are, that we let them know how much we appreciate how hard they're working for the family. You know, on days like this Mother's Day, we do big gestures of appreciation, don't we, with cards and flowers and so on. But we should be thankful every day, not wait for those special occasions, be thankful every day and actually say thank you for the little things that get done for us for the meal that gets cooked, for the car that gets washed. Because even though those jobs might be part of our role as the family, it's still nice to think that we're appreciated for them rather than having them taken for granted. I think it's hard to overestimate, Chloe, how far a little bit of appreciation will go in making someone feel that they're cherished. Yeah, it's, it can be those small gestures, can't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Lots of them, yeah. And finally, be affectionate to them. And I, I think affection actually is even more important than romance in that it's something that we can do every day rather than waiting for those special moments. So hold hands with each other, hug each other, kiss each other, snuggle up together, unless of course you're in social isolation. Um, I think it's very hard actually to overestimate how important affectionate physical touch is for everybody really. Because did you know, Chloe, that it um, boosts your immune system, it helps to lower your blood pressure. That's right. And it can stop you from feeling depressed. And for couples, as well, of all, as well as all of those things, it also helps us to bond together. And it really strengthens that kind of deep sense of attachment that we have to each other. Um, I'd like to finish with a story, if I may, of uh, a Jewish wedding where the rabbi promised or um, promised the young couple a piece of very doable advice. If you want to have a long and a happy relationship, he said to them, you have to touch each other every single day. 
It can be as simple as a hug or a back rub. But if you want to stay connected to each other emotionally and romantically, you've got to stay connected to each other physically through touch. So I almost want to say permission to touch each other, but I'm not sure I'm allowed to do that at the moment. So it's not hard, is it, Chloe? Pay no, attention just, to them. Yeah. Appreciate them and be affectionate. That's great, Cathy. Thank you for that. Well, Chloe, how about you? You come from a big family yourself, don't you? And you've got three teenage boys. And how do you make all of those different relationships work, Chloe? And when there are so many of them, have you got any ways that you make those work? Yeah, well, I think um, there's, there's lots of ingredients that go into the relationships that I have. I have sisters, I have brothers, I have mum and dad, I have cousins, um, I have uh, nieces and nephews, quite a large family. Um, but I also have a husband and three teenage children. And I think um, for us, it's, it, it's many things, but particularly three things we notice. If they're not there, um, we really miss them, and it weakens our relationships. And I think the first one of those is, um, they're quite simple, um, but time. I think in this uh, busy world, and particularly with what's going on at the moment, um, it's making time for each other. Um, so that's one-to-one -one time, but it's also group time as a family in family units. Um, and particularly at the moment, it's looking for opportunities to create that time. So I know for me, um, I've been on the phone uh, to my parents, uh, checking if they're okay, and just continuing to build that relationship with my nieces, nephews, things like that, over the internet. Part of the time is also listening. Um, part of that time is it's essential to, especially again at the moment, um, particularly teenagers, um, they often at the end of the evening, um, when you've you've you know you're tired and, and it's the last bit of yourself um, that you want to give. Actually, they come in and they want to say something incredibly important, and um, that they get something off their chest. It's important to um, have unexpected time like that and to give it freely. Um, we can plan time in, but particularly again with teenagers, it's going to be about unplanned time and about giving that time to them. And just a little bit of listening and a little bit of encouragement can really change those things and move them on and deepen and strengthen that relationship. I think the um, second thing is uh, encouragement. Again, um, at the moment, encourage, encourage, encourage. Just keep saying uh, words of affirmation over each other and uh, inspiring each other, thanking each other. All of those encouragements are really, really important at the moment. Uh, one of my friends, of, uh, one of, a friend of ours, um, their family, when they were going through something uh, really difficult in their lives, um, they, uh, as, as a family, they, a friend of theirs had hoodies made up um, with their surname on the back, and um, they were team, and I won't say their name, but it would be like Team Whittam or Team Ryan. Um, encouraging one another, feeling that family unit, um, again, is really important. So at the moment, um, if you're at home, encourage one another, say something great to each other, um, keep sticking together and, and encouraging. Yeah, I think that team aspect of family life is so important, isn't it? So important. Thanks for that, Chloe. I think also God shows us that all over his Bible. He's constantly encouraging us. Um, we see in Jesus constantly encouraging people. 
Um, so I think, again, that, that kind of is a bit of a model, how he's, um, when we follow Jesus, when he's adopted us into his family, if that's what he's doing for us, we definitely need to be doing that for our own families and expand it and open it up into friendships too. I think the final thing uh, is fun. Um, we need to look at, uh, for fun. We need to create fun. Um, we've all seen those families. It looks a bit dreary, um, mostly on soap operas. It's all a bit tragic, isn't it? Um, where's the fun? Um, create the fun. Bring the fun. Fun is not just down to the parents to bring it. Kids, bring some fun. Um, so I think we, we need to do that. Um, again, yeah. I, th I think um, and, and, uh, as part of that, we need to um, recreate things. Um, something that we've been doing is um, uh, we have, as I said, lots of family. Our nieces and nephews are now off school, so we're creating lessons for them, and we're talking through them through FaceTime and just having that, recreating that fun. Um, it's a lot less about what they're going to actually learn from us, and it's much more about encouraging them and having fun together. Mm. So, yeah, time encouraging each other and having fun well thanks chloe and i think your family models that really well oh thanks kathy thank you mark hey i've just seen a comment on facebook that the chloe and kathy show needs to become a thing so we'll, we'll kind of do that thanks a lot ladies and let's give a big whoop out there for chloe and kathy talking to us about relationship I want to tell you, as pastor and as shepherd, I am hating the fact that we can't connect in presence. Because as Kathy's taught us, physical presence is better for our mental health. So don't stay isolated. And for some of you, this will be your first step to say, you know what? I haven't been good on my relationships. And I'm going to use the Zoom. I'm going to use the internet connections to get me back into real connection.